Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, I'm Liz Munoz, CEO of Torrid, and at Torrid, we know how hard it is to find clothes that fit great and feel super comfortable, especially if you're a bigger or curvy girl. So when we couldn't find the perfect jean, we built the perfect jean. We call it the bombshell, and it truly does it all. It lifts, it shapes, it smooths, but the first thing you'll notice when you put them on, most comfortable jeans ever. Honestly, they're magic. So come to Torrid.com and try your first pair of bombshell jeans today. What's up, reviewers? It's your man, Benny Blue, and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by RotoSurance.com. Protect your fantasy team by buying fantasy sports insurance today. Go to RotoSurance.com and use our promo code JBBenny20 for 20% off your order. Never the end that you want unless you're putting a ring on your finger. All right? That's always our goal. It was a hell of a job of taking another step this year. But when you get to this point, man, this thing's bitter for a while. Mm-hmm. Bitter for a while. All the way till when we start all over again. And it won't be the same crew. But next year's crew, we just keep climbing. We ain't got far to go. None of us thought this would ever happen. All right? But we'll go back. We'll learn from it. Just make sure that when we come back, we come back with the purpose we came with the last year. And that was to get back to here. Now we've got to make that next step. Great job. I thank you so much for everything you've given all year. Proud of you. Young guys did a great job this year. Vets that came, joined with us late. I can't thank you enough. Great job. Coaches, staff did a hell of a job, everybody. It's not what we want, but there's still a lot to be proud of. Thank you. Break it down. Hey. Hey, you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm talking to you. This guy right hey. here. Hey. No, 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 hey, other guy. Hey, hey, yo, 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 yo. Other guy. Yo. Yeah, no, behind, the the guy behind you. The one with the yeah. dome comb over. Yeah. Look here, man. What you're listening to right now is perhaps the greatest mm. audio recording mm. you may ever listen to. Yeah. I know it's a bold statement. Listen to the man. Preach. We stand behind our product. Preach Blue Magic, that's a brand name. Like General Mills, Coca-Cola. I stand by. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a JB and Benny Blue review. Mm. And we love you for joining us. And we love y'all, man. Look, look. Benny, Mr. Bridges. Benny, look here. Though the weather outside is frightful. Oh, shit. Woo! And we ain't talking about, we ain't talking about Christmas time, man. The weather oh, outside is frightful. And look, everywhere that they're playing at today, we got Snow in New England. We got mm-hmm. rain in LA. We got mm-hmm. snow in Kansas City. Nobody mm-hmm. gives a damn. We, look, we got drunk people in New Orleans. Look, and and that's, that's a flood in itself. So look. Let <laughs> me tell you something, man. <laughs> a lot of things is going to sway the battle. You think that weather ain't going to sway the battle today? You crazy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. I got I got to tell you, man. This this probably this is probably going to be one of the hardest savage picks we've ever had to do because there's so many goddamn factors to take into consideration. I, I'm just but, I'm just excited about the fact that there's going to be some really good football on today. Yeah. And oh tomorrow. yeah. Either way, we you win know, today and tomorrow is going to be some really good football on. Yep. And I'm excited to talk about it, man. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, viewers, about listening to Xavier and Ben Review. We appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. We know we are. This is episode what one hundred five. 
This will be episode 105. Jesus, CT is really kicking in. This is episode 110, their player. Okay. Yeah. I was five short. So look, uh, <laughs> man. And, and, I got five. And, uh, look, everybody that's been rocking with us since episode one. You know, since episode 20. You know what I'm saying? Since episode mm-hmm. 25. Man, we, yeah. we, we love y'all. And all of our newbies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just start listening to us this episode. We love y'all all the same, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Check us out. Listening. You know, you can, you can listen to us on, on any streaming vessel. Yeah. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and full, ep- full episodes on YouTube. Follow us on social media for all types of shenanigans right. and all that good shit. What's at that? JB what's Benny that, Blue. What's that XM radio? I mean, what's XM? What's that satellite radio? And shout out to our new partners there at KSRN. They yeah. are out of the Phoenix area. Yep. Go to KSRN.com <laughs> and you can do, they will be streaming the episodes throughout the week so if you miss it if you want to hear that you know what i'm saying while while you're in your car doing whatever if you're more kind of in tune with the uh satellite radio the internet radio we got your cover baby we got your options so shout out to our folks there at ksrn out of phoenix and um yeah man follow us at jb and benny blue and jb and benny blue review.com right. for all past episodes put the slash merch behind that copy of don't be dumb hoodie more merch coming soon we just talked about that last week we Mold got new merch. designs coming Mold merch. Mold merch. any graphic designers uh please get at us jb and benny blue review at gmail.com we're looking to put some new designs together for some new products some of our our, our patented you know what i'm saying sayings all that shit things that jb's may have said that turned into fucking legendary segments are now going to be things that you can put on your body that's right pause and uh, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great man so we're, we're built we're building this thing um yeah man so it's gonna be fun weekend of football it definitely is and we will get into that we're also bringing back jb's with it we would it or not so we're gonna throw some uh sports and some other things at him get his opinion on uh, what's happening out here in, in the world at large but Bizzle man I know I know you were kind of burning on something we talked about in our patented pre-production meeting yeah. and I know you want to get into it yeah. as far as having another angle of what's happening really with this whole NFL head coach mm. shake up bitness you know shake, shake up it is man listen um, a lot of minority head coaches got fired a lot of minority head coaches get in mm-hmm. here's the thing reviewers out there and of course, you know, a lot, a lot of, as a black man and as black people, we're quick to play the race. Everybody wants to play the race card. ESPN, they lame asses. Of course, tries to make it an issue, tries to make it a topic. You know what? First of all, I want to start by saying this is the NFL. It is a, it is ran by old white men. So what do you expect? Like, let's, let's just be real. The Rooney Rule is in effect. Uh, and the Rooney Rule says that you have to, uh, you have to interview at least one minority candidate mm-hmm. for your head coaching position. And as we talked about in the private production meeting, Benny, you know, you said, and I know that a lot of people are just doing it just to, just to, to satisfy the Rooney rule so they don't get Correct. penalized. Well, um, you know, yeah, I, I don't ever want the reviewers to think that they're not black coaches out there that can get the job done and have got the job done. Look at Mike Thomas. Pittsburgh, a very loyal organization. They've had multiple winning seasons. They won a Super Bowl. He's been there. Uh, Tony Dungy, successful black head coach. Uh, Denny Green, rest of soul, successful black head coach. Um, man, Herm Edwards. You know, I just talked to Herm the other day. Shout out to Coach Herm. Um, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Coach Herm, man. Uh, successful black head coach. <clears throat> and there are mo- many, many, many position coaches uh, of men of minority or men of color. Uh, and of course, everybody wants everybody wants a black man to be a head man, and 
know, we have guys like Steve Wilson who didn't really get a fair shake out in Arizona. And right. now that Arizona's done what they did, I see what they want. And I see what they wanted. They wanted to go with the youth from the beginning. But youth wasn't available when they were shopping around. Right. Uh, did Wilkes get a fair shake? No, of course not. He deserved one more year. But again, that's not seeing what Arizona did in hiring uh, Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Yep. Oak uh, Cliff. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, who's 39 years old, a year older than me, months older than me, I should say, uh, as a head man. And I see what they wanted to do now. They wanted to go with youth. They wanted to go with a, 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 a more powerful offensive mind. And Wilkes wasn't that. Wilkes was a defensive guy. Uh, so, just just understand this: if you're not getting a job done in the NFL. If you if, if you can't cut it, you can't hack it. Here's what it is: there are a lot of white coaches that have been fired after one year. <laughs> like, so we just have to be, understand. Yeah, we want the best for our our, our race. You know, as black African as African American, we want the best for our race. We want our people in position. You know, what I'm saying of power in the NFL, and rightfully we should. I mean, 75 percent of the NFL is black. We spoke about this in the production meeting as well. The numbers. Don't add up. You got scattered amount of, of African American head coaches. You got a million African American black men playing in the NFL. Right, right. It just ain't adding up. So, um, you know, it is what it is, and that's what I want everybody to understand. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. It is what it is. Everybody has a gripe with the NFL, but but I, I guarantee you, at uh, two thirty-five p.m. Mountain Time, uh, four thirty-five Eastern Time, and 135 Pacific, uh, everybody's going to be watching football, right? Right. Everybody's got a gripe with it, but but everybody's sitting watching. And, and, and those that are quote-unquote boycott the NFL are so small and minute that nobody gives a fuck. Like, black people, we're going to keep fighting. We're gonna, that's what we do. We're going to keep fighting. Uh, black men are capable of, of running ball clubs in the NFL. It's been It's been proven. But we just got to keep fighting. My thing, and this is what I say to young black men and young black coaches, be the best. Be the best. Mm-hmm. Be so good that they can't ignore you. That That's that's my solution to it. Everybody seems to think that one day I'll be an NFL head coach. And a lot of people say it. A lot, a lot of people say it. A lot of people like say it like uh, my, my lady friend slash girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, she says it all the time. She's like, you're a coach, you're a coach. You know what I'm saying? Do you do your thing. Correct. If you love it, it, it makes you happy, do your thing. Uh, right. My, my ex-wife told me, look, you're a coach, that's what you do. I love doing it, it's my passion. Bruce Aaron, my man, shout out to him, he just got hired down in Tampa. BA. BA told me, I'll never forget this, uh, when I was doing the internship, you know, BA told me, he looked at me, you know what I'm saying, I was joking with him, and I said, man, you know, BA, I want to be like you, man, in this coaching thing, you know. I, you, I look up to you, I, I admire you. He looked at me, he said, oh, you got it. He said, shit, you're going to be a headman in this league one day. You, you stay after it. He said, this is just what you want to do. I said, I'll see you out there. And I was with the yep. defensive line at the time. He said, shit, I hear your voice. No knock on Buck. He was like, well, I hear your voice more than I hear Buck. He said, but that's that's just you being assertive and right. taking control and understanding your role and taking you know taking away responsibility from Buck so he can focus on other things. Mm-hmm. He said, well, you know, that's, you know and, that, and that's what it all boils down to. But that's, that's all I'm going to say. Young black men, young black coaches, be so good they can't ignore you. Right. The, the NFL is evolving right now. Whether people don't know it or not, you can't see it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's an evolution happening in the NFL. From 2003 when I was drafted to 2019 right now, the NFL has changed drastically and it is really starting to move and fast forward right now. 
It is a offensive-based league. People want to see big points being put up. That's not saying there's not some, some great defense being played, but it's so many points being put up that people know now when there's great defense being played. You, you just right, can't, you just right. can't overlook defense. Now you can't help but see it because you have a team like Kansas City or uh, LA Rams that scored 50 points a game, and then all of a sudden they don't score 21 points. You're like, oh, that was a good defensive game. Yeah, yeah. African American coaches, minority coaches, be so good that they can't deny you. They can't ignore you. And that's right. all I'm gonna say about that. And I think that the important thing to touch on, you brought up a good point as far as learning from BA and being around that environment in terms of not only playing, but obviously doing the coaching internship, like you said, and coaching young players and they come up now, is that it's interesting. An issue like this is very, is very similar to things that you see in society as far as like, you know, things like the criminal justice system course, and things yeah. like that, where people can identify the problem, but what they can't do is identify the solution. Right. Because you got to keep into keep into account. You know this. You say this all the damn time, which is why you're able to give us a full perspective in terms of, like you said, it's a bottom line business. No matter if you're black, white, brown, yellow, purple, you right. got to get the damn job done once you got the damn job. Right. Right. So that's the thing. Even if you get this job, a lot of these coaches are really set up to fail. Right. They don't necessarily get. They they may be. For example, a lot of coaches who are there, they end up firing the GM. Mm-hmm. Then they get a new GM. The GM doesn't want your ass. Right. So the GM was wants to get a new right. coach. Or if you're having friction with other coordinators who may be jockeying for jobs at other, or hell, jockeying for your job, or, or trying to get a head coaching job somewhere else, right. there are so many fucking moving parts to be successful. Oh, yeah. And ultimately, no matter what you look like, you 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 have to be built to be a head coach. JB, how many how many coordinators have we seen who quote unquote earned the job, and then they get to a position where they're the head coach, and they realize, oh, that's not my personality that's not my coaching style i need to focus on one side of the ball right that's not the thing and again i said it when mike mccoy got fired no knock on mike mccoy uh mike mccoy is not a play caller mike mccoy is a hell of a he's a hell of a a a a quarterback uh what is the word i'm looking for he's a he's a he's a quarterback cultivator like he he can grow a quarterback he can he, he is a hell of a quarterback coach and he is a he's a decent enough offensive mind to know that with the personnel he has and the person that he has throwing the ball to take the snaps, he can design things that can aid that young man to be a better quarterback. Is he a play caller? No. No, because he doesn't have that dynamic mind. He doesn't have that 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 open mind, uh spontaneous mind to be a play caller. That's not his that's not his gig. Was he a head coach? Tried that they tried that racket too. He didn't do very well at that. It's not his personality. Right. It's not his thing. It's nothing wrong with being a position coach in the NFL. You're going to make six figures. You're going to make it for a long time if you're a good one. Right? Right. Head men, have to just, they just got to have it. You have to have it to be a head man. Yes. Guys yes. like guys like BA have it. You know what I'm saying? Correct. They just know how to, they know how to corral the troops. You know, they, they you know, that, that he'll, he'll make you run through a brick wall. You know, you, you have to have that, that power, that, that moxie to be able to, to make the men do what you want the men to do and right. a high level and everybody right. don't have that so and that's yeah it's bigger than being a coordinator you right, have to right, have that right. no, in the, you. The, whether you understand it or not people football is football basketball is basketball a coach is a leader and a coach has to be respected and looked up to, right if you're on a team and you don't respect your coach or you don't you don't you don't have a a, 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 a love for that man or, or an appreciation for that man or woman and you're you're looking you're looking at this person like what are they gonna tell me do this shit and they ain't never did it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or what, what, what's your credential? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have that respect. You got to demand that respect. You got to demand it. So, mm-hmm. again, 
my African-Americans and my minority coaches who are trying to get in these positions, be so good that they can't deny it. And understand, I'm going to go back to it. Dad, I wish you get the shirts made, my guy. Be real to yeah. grind. Be real to grind. All right? Yeah. It's your grind. You love coaching. Be real to grind. Everybody ain't cut out to be a head man. Mm-hmm. Cam said right. it and paid it full. And I joke with my oldest son, Joseph. We got some new music out, by the way. Uh, I got to shoot that to you. Uh, okay. Mine is Zion, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Know the boy. So, Cam said it and paid it full. Half these niggas want to be the man just because. Just because. Yep. And that's real. Half of them just want to be the mm-hmm. man just because. Whether it's the dope or the prestige. Yeah. Half these cats want to be head coaches just because. Because they feel like, right. oh, it's my turn to do it. I've been, I've been a... I've been a position guy long enough. I've been an assistant guy long enough. Mm-hmm. Time for me to be mm-hmm. a head man. That might not be your thing, brother. As we've seen, history has right. showed us. Hey, be real right. to grind, man. Be real to grind. So, yep. shout out Listen. to you know what I'm saying? everybody that's doing it. And shout out to everybody that done did it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. White, black, other, it don't matter to me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I respect the great ones. I do. I respect yep. the great ones. I respect the ones that demand respect. I respect the ones that respect me and respect other men. You know, it, it, like I said, black, white, or other, don't matter. You know, you, yep. you getting it cracking. You're getting it cracking. That's that is what it is. Yeah, and I think I think we can agree. What what we're looking for is is a better a better route, a more transparent route for coaches of color. Get it? Not not just like oh, he was my buddy, and I think he does well calling plays. Right. And even though he's never even been a coordinator in the league, oh, we're going to give him the job. Yeah, they just need they need all we're asking for is a better route Man, be, for oh, coaches yeah. of color. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Definitely, you know, just give him a better route. Yeah, the Rooney Rule is like it's whatever, whatever. But right. Again, that's why that's why I said it, it ain't about it's about covering your track. It's about it's about you being the best you. That's why I mm-hmm. said what I said. Be so good they can't deny you. Be so good that they cannot deny you. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. Be be that good. And it ain't yeah. hard. If you love doing what you're doing, shit, then be be the absolute best at it. Exactly. Well, hey. Some some that something that we're we're the best at is uh giving you exactly how you feel from a perspective that you may not have thought of before it might not have crossed your damn mind it might not have crossed your damn mind but i'd like to throw some things at my partner in savagery to get his feeling on what the hell's going on in in a multitude of ways on one of our favorite personal segments to do i love this it is time i love it this is a great segment i know man jbz would it or not cue the music all right I got five things to throw at my guy. First and foremost, we will keep it here in the NFL. And this is something that will be near and dear to Bizzleman's heart. Let's face it, reviewers, you, you, you know you know how much I don't like it when my guy jokes about the brain injuries. Because, damn it, I want to see him live a long and strong, healthy life. Right, I plan on it. But Hopefully. there's an important wrinkle in this case. And, uh, JB, if you're not familiar, you may be. You may have saw this article. But for the reviewers out there, I will let you know what's going on. So, the NFL, the Not For Long, the No Fun League has dropped its appeal in the concussion case. Now, what they were trying to do, if you're unaware, is they wanted to challenge the having dementia listed as one of the diagnoses mm. for uh, former players, current players, mostly former players, I would assume, to be able to receive parts of that giant $1 billion settlement. So I'll read some of what's going on. So they said retired players can seek awards as much as $3 million for moderate dementia and $1.5 million for mild dementia, although most men would get far less. This settlement resolves thousands of lawsuits that allege the NFL hid what it knew about the risk of concussions in order to return players to the field. So basically what it's saying is, Bizzleman, the, the NFL was trying to take some money back 
take some money off the table. Of course, yeah. So, the, so basically, so basically, so many words that appeal for them one slow the process of them paying players like myself who is in the concussion settlement. Yep. Just playing this period because once the appeal's on the table, now that this is another level that they have to deal with in the court. So for the NFL to take the appeal off the table, that's big. Hell yeah, I'm with it. That means I'm about to get paid. <laughs> Let's go. So, I mean, it, and now they have to reward guys who, like myself, have played shit, ten years plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, hell, guys that play five, six, seven years, whatever, whatever. It don't matter. Like, like my lawyer told me, ten years you're qualified to, to get a a settlement deal you know, from the NFL as far as concussion settlement goes. So yeah, I'm with it. I'm glad they did that. That was just rotten, you know. You, you especially for the older guys. You're trying to yeah, make them prove they got dementia. You know what I'm saying? To pay them out. They they didn't have none of the none of the the, the, the safety methods and so on and so forth that we have. And that mm-hmm. the guys now really have as, as NFL players. So yeah, man, yeah, young with it. Make sure them guys is cool. I know so many OGs, man. Uh, oh, first of all, not first of all, but shout out and rest in peace to my man Kwame Lasseter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talking about old some uh, retired players, man. Um, Kwame was I tell people all the time, Kwame was the man, and that's that's how I always seen Kwame in my eye. Just knowing him and his wife, um, I know they're going through it the way he died, but. He was the man to me. Kwame was like my big brother. Anytime I seen him, it was always jokes, and, you know, but it was always love and it was always game being shot to me. He was like mm-hmm. my big brother, and it really hurt to see that man have to go the way he did. Rest in peace to him, rest in power, rest in paradise, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm with it, man. Take care of these dudes, man. This is such a great product, and guys really put everything on the line for this product to be really good. It's, it's, it's something that guys truly love. Because if we put our bodies through, you have to love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm so with it, man. Good job, NFL. Bam. Cut the check, NFL. All right, moving moving to the moving to the movie business. JB, I know you know about this, but I definitely got to get your thoughts on what's happening. So it's something that I think, you know, people who are fans of classic movies thought may or may not happen, mm. but they've revealed it. Apparently, Coming to America 2, Eddie Murphy is happening. But... We live in a world with remake culture, and we don't we we don't really know what the movie's gonna be about or what the, it's gonna be. So there's a lot of iconic characters, a lot of famous comedians in the original. Obviously, it's a classic. But coming to America two, are you you with it or not? Initially, I ain't with it. I just uh, I, I, I can't even understand it. They uh, I think it's like when we we, we spoke about a movie uh, a while back on with it or not. Uh, I think you said they're gonna try to make Clueless. And so I'm gonna say the same oh, yeah. thing about what I said about Clueless. And trust me, coming to America is way has you know the magnitude of coming to America is way bigger. Clueless, this is this is like right, a, right. a real classic, like unreal. You know what I'm saying? It, it was just one of the greatest movies ever made. It was nuts. I, I don't, I'm not with it right now. I, I can't be with it until I see it. and They prove me wrong, and I'm like, oh, it was cool. Mm-hmm. I ain't with it. I, I just mm-hmm. can't see it. Thirty years. Thirty years. Yep. Movie came out when I was eight years old. Thirty years, bro. Damn. Like dog, yeah. like that's thirty years. Yeah. Oh, I ain't with it, man. I ain't with it. I just, I just don't. I'm pretty sure they got some minds. Eddie Murphy's mind is amazing, so I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a good movie. It's probably gonna have us laughing so on and so forth. But as of, initially, I ain't with it. I can't see it. I can't see. It. All right, fair enough. All right, spe- speaking speaking of young mind of Zion, music news, particularly mm-hmm. of the of the. Hippin' and the hopping nature. Uh, two two young artists are, are going through uh, some drama, and they may not be making music anymore. Uh, 
You got the, you got the, you got this guy. Even though we like some of his music, he's definitely what you call. Uh, he's like we, we. It's safe to say he's like the Jalen Ramsey of hip hop. Uh, this guy, Lil Uzi Vert. You know, he does some cool things, but like he probably wears a little bit too much lip gloss. So like kind of got that vibe. As, as my son calls him, the baddest bitch. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Well, the baddest bitch apparently is uh, claiming that he's done with music, and then you got these guys, Ray Shremberg, putting out cryptic tweets talking about breaking up. And then putting out solo albums. So, Luzi Vert, Ray Shremmer, no more music? Question mark. You, you with or not? I'm not with it, man. Those, those guys are young and talented. And as far as Luzi Vert goes, maybe he just needs a break because right. I'm sure the industry is, is, is bananas. Yeah, now, he took it by storm. Yeah. You know, anytime you see one of his shows, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, what I'm saying that the little cat makes you know he he makes some dope little tracks. You know, what I'm saying and, and he's he's respected even though he's a weirdo. But I mean, shit, and in this day and age, who's not a weirdo in, in hip hop? <laughs> like, right. And as far as Ray Sherman go, they're both talented in their own rights. But a lot of people don't know about Ray Sherman. Both of them produce, both of them write. Mm-hmm. But together, they're magic. You know what I'm saying? I know Sway yeah. Lee does. I know Sway Lee does a lot of things on his own. You know what I'm saying? As far as like Sway Lee is a, is a hook guy. He can he can sing a little bit, hold a note. He has right. that distinct sound. Right. But I don't, I mean, I don't want, I don't want everyone to hear him say they're breaking up. Making solo albums, okay, cool. But right. see, the thing about this is that this this is how breakups happen in groups, right? Right. So you make a solo album, I make a solo album, your solo album goes platinum, mine goes gold. What the fuck? Right. So let me tell you, y'all like him better than y'all like me? Is that right. what y'all saying? Okay. And I, I honestly, I, and honestly, I think everybody knows that Sway Lee is the more popular one in in, in, in Ray Sherman. I, I think it's just, I mean, hell, I, I'm pretty sure Jimmy knows that. But the fact that they're, they're brothers. It's yeah, like, actual brothers, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the fact that they're brothers, it's like, I don't really think that they're a trip, but I just don't like the whole breaking up thing. Just say you're yeah. going to do solo albums and then, you know, in the, in the next two or three years, we'll do another Ray Sherman album. That's all I want. I agree. Ray Sherman, you get, we like your music. You guys are probably better together than you are apart, and uh, yeah, man, don't don't be like don't be like a bad behind the music out here. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't want that. We don't want y'all to be 40 years old talking about what happened in 2019 when y'all put out solo albums and then y'all broke up. Right. So not right. Yep. So there, so there you go. A uh, couple more to throw at you, JB. We posted on our Instagram. We uh, we've talked about it many a time, and damn it, you know we love conspiracy theories, and we know they're fucking true. Uh, you saw what happened with old Bama. When uh, your man, young Aubrey, threw on the Bama hoodie and they took an L. And there is evidence to prove that he has fucked over other teams, namely Kentucky basketball, you know, the Toronto, actually the LeBronto Raptors got ran out the goddamn gym when he was uh, sitting courtside chirping and talking that shit. Now, uh, one franchise has gotten in front of this, Bizzle, man. Uh, The Timberwolves. Yes, the Minnesota Timberwolves have kindly asked young Aubrey Graham, "Hey, bro, can you? How about you not throw on our gear?" And because uh, you know we want to try to get the season back on track. The Timberwolves trying to break the Drake curse. JB, you would it or not? I'm with it. I'm so with it. Yes, call him out. I called Drake Mush from fucking the Bronx Tale. That I, I posted that one time and people didn't even know what the fuck was going yeah. on. I called Drake Mush. Like if you know anything about the Bronx Tale, Mush had to go in the closet. All right, when Mush was at the racetrack, the horse lost and everybody was betting on it, Sonny was betting on. Drake is Mush, all right? He is bad luck. He has an omen on him as far as sports teams. He's not bad luck to himself because the kid's a millionaire. He's a multi-millionaire. He makes, you know, some dope music. 
Uh, but so it's like he's not an omen to himself. But man, is he to everybody else, all right? Mm-hmm. He, yeah, I, I'm sorry. When I saw that, and it's crazy because I saw it after we did the podcast and we said, okay, Bama, Bama. Honestly, if I'd have saw that, I'd have been like, nah, Clemson's going to win. Right. And I, it, it, that's what he does. It's yeah. It's been proven. Sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah, if I, if I, I, and I went to Timberwolves on that. I'm like, yo, don't put on nothing that we make. Right. And if you do, don't post no picture of it. You can wear it, just don't post no picture because it seems like as soon as you post a picture, if anybody sees you with it on, rap city in the basement. It's exactly. Right. I'm with it. Like, good, good job. Good job, yeah. Timberwolves. You tell them. Man, don't, don't put my shit on. We, exactly. we, we, we all right. We cool. We cool over here. I know you, you know what I'm saying? You, you like Big Cat, you know what I'm saying? Wiggy, you know what I'm saying? All them boys from Kentucky, right? One of boys mm-hmm. from Kentucky. Was Wiggins yeah. from Kentucky? I know Big Cat was. Well, no, Wiggins, Wiggins, uh, Wiggins is what? from Ca- Wiggins is from Canada. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns from Kentucky, went to Kentucky. Yeah, I know he went. Yeah, so Big Cat went to Kentucky. So yeah, you know how, how Drake loves Kentucky. So yeah, uh, yeah, hell yeah, it's good shit. That's awesome. I'm with it. Right. And JB finally wrapping up. As you know, I'm a sick man, uh, and I like to throw uh, I like to throw random ones at you. So I'm gonna end this. I'm gonna end this one strong. Oh, I can see this face of FaceTime. Here we go. All right. Bizzle man, a uh, in California news up toward the Bay Area in Salinas, uh, a man was caught. Thirty-two-year-old Roberto Daniel Arroyo was caught licking a doorbell at a home for approximately three hours and then uh, relieving himself in the uh, front yard. He's probably probably off them them good X pills. Uh, mm-hmm. It was caught on camera by one of those ring or uh, uh, yeah. simply yeah, safe I, I saw deals. That. I saw it on, on Twitter. You know, Twitter and everything. I saw it on Twitter, yeah. Was he just was he just living his life or we need to get to get this motherfucker tased? What are we talking about? Yeah, he's a sick man. <laughs> uh, I'm not with it at all. First of all, any man that licks a doorbell, uh, you got to be highly medicated or, or, or clinically insane. He had the uh, coolest tongue, man. Yeah, or or no, I, I'm not even gonna say insane because insanity is you know saying we know the definition of insanity, but you have to be clinically crazy. Difference between this insanity and craziness. This dude is cuckoo. He's crazy. He's gone. He's out. He's out for lunch. Uh, you know bath salts. That too. I mean, you never know, bro. You never know, bro. Like this dude, like some all these these drugs nowadays are so horrible. Like, all these drugs nowadays it's so horrible and I, and I and look this this is a great time for me to say something you know JB likes to just kind of you know hop on the soapbox young people mm-hmm. stop fucking with these pills know who what kind of weed you smoking mm-hmm. like I smoke weed and I, you know so I don't I don't, I don't smoke weed with people I don't know never I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna grab somebody blunt. Both. I'm not gonna grab somebody blunt I don't know I only smoke weed with people I know I, if I and if, I, if when I buy my weed I buy my weed from people, one people I know, I don't really buy from you know. First of all, who buys from a dealer anymore? Right. It's, it's all about you go know, to the damn store. For yeah, that you thing. just walk into the store and you get some fucking weed. You know what I'm saying? So stay off these pills. Leave the lean alone. I know I post uh, <laughs> I always post on our story when I start drinking. I have a cup and it has lean wrote on it, right. but it's not lean. The only reason why I put lean right. on it, guys, because it's a double cup and that's where the whole lean culture came right. from. The double cup. So it's a, it's a dilly dilly or some yeah, or some, or yeah, some choice usually, Tennessee honey. Bingo, as you, that's all it is in my cup. It's either Bud Light mm-hmm. or it's Tennessee honey whiskey. That's all it is. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not with this shit, man. You know, it, it's so dangerous. You know what I'm saying out there, man. Y'all be careful out in this world, man. People crazy, they be on all kind of shit. 
Yeah, frying their brains in fucking licking mailboxes and all type of wild shit. Right, you, you licking a doorbell. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Was it a fine ass bitch to say now? I don't know. Oh boy, yeah. Whatever he you, was dreaming about, he you was said, going cause, in. Because you, you said he choked the chicken on the, on the lawn and let it. And, 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 <laughs> He watered the grass, you know what I'm saying? He, he watered the grass, look at the doorbell. Right, oh, he, he put some protein man. in the flowers and fuck. Yo, you probably you probably just have to you probably just have to cut the doorbell out the out the frame or just throw that bitch away. It's, it's, it's over with. There's yeah. no there's no there's no uh there's no antibacterial wipe yeah. that can help that. Yeah, it's a wrap. Spray a whole can of motherfucking antibacterial on that right. shit. Like, um, the yeah. the fire. Right. <laughs> Damn. All right, well, that's been uh, JB's uh, You Win or Not segment. Uh, we appreciate you joining us for that. Uh, hey, we're going to go into our special advertisement. It's always a good time. Our special advertisement announcement. When we come back, ooh, it's a division round. Oh, there's going to be some sleet, snow, hail, fucking thunder and lightning, God knows. Uh, and it may affect how your team performs. And if you put down any money, ooh, I would be uh, clutching, uh, clutching the wall a little bit tighter because who yeah, really knows what's going to happen in this divisional round. But we're going to get to the bottom of it. Uh, when we come back right after the special advertisement announcement. But in case you forgot, yes. you're listening to the JB and Benny Blue review. Yeah, and yeah. we'll be right back. Yeah. What's up, reviewers? Have you heard about making money in real estate, but you're not sure how to get started? Now you have an opportunity to learn about the housing market while earning commission on new deals. Pacific Home Buyers is a Southern California-based real estate investment group that is seeking experience and hungry phone salespeople to help them find the best homes on the market for sale. And the best part? There's no real estate experience required. Hours are flexible and you can earn big money on closed deals for just getting home sellers qualified. Call us now at 323-963-3417 for more information on how you can get started. That's 323-963-3417. Pacific Home Buyers. Your home sale starts here. One. One. A two. Three. A three. A three. <laughs> Younger viewers, if you don't know what that is, uh, you better you better ask your mom, your dad, your uncle. Uh, How many licks did it take to get to the center of a tissue roll, Pop? One mm-hmm. may never know. Correct. Classic commercials, yeah. man. Yo, did you ever did you ever collect the rappers and send them in with with the uh, with the dude with the arrow? Yeah, yeah. And the star. Did yep. all that, man. You know what I'm saying? I was yep. always that guy. You know what I'm saying? That was that was doing the things on cereal boxes. You know what I'm saying? Sending them in and. So on and so forth, getting a little sweepstakes cracking, all that good mm-hmm. shit. I was young. The best, the joys, of, the joys of being a child. Well, damn it! Now we got to handle some grown people business. Yeah, man. And uh, reviewers are back. Business. JB and Benny Blue Review Podcast. Thanks for rocking with us. Um, all right, look, we are knee deep here into the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Um, not you know only only a few more games left. Only a few more teams left. Um. And listen, we we'll we'll jump right into it. Um, we got to see first, though, how we did with Wild Card Weekend. We'll we'll take a moment to go in depth with this, and with a drum roll, please. There's a man. I don't know how good it's looking for you on the uh, rest of the season. You're at one nineteen, one hundred six and two. Your boy is at one thirty seven, eighty nine and two. Mm. But we did make some. Both made some interesting picks. For Wildcard Weekend, we'll dive right into it right off the bat. We both picked the Colts to beat the Texans on the road. Word. What did what did what did you see from that game? I saw the Colts get a, a hot start. They kind of let off the gas toward the end, but it was kind of a little bit too little, too late for 
for the Texans. I just I just saw an offensive line. And re- that's the reason why I missed the pick the coach first, but I just saw a dominant offensive line. That, that I don't care what nobody says. J.J. Watt, is, he's never been that guy to me. Uh, he's, he's, he's a strong, talented, effort guy. Right? Mm-hmm. He does have a quick first step. He has, long arms. He, he has intangibles that make him hard to block, but I hate that I never got to play against him because I don't want that. But yeah. the coach, Andrew David Clowney, he, he got two moves, you know what I'm saying? So, the coach O-line just did what I expect him to do, physically whooped that ass. The running back, um, what's the name, Mac, just fucking mm-hmm. had a day. Uh, yep. These were the things that I expected to happen because Frank Wright's offensive mind, but Frank Wright's not an ego offensive mind. Frank Wright is a true offensive mind to the point where whatever's working, you're going to get a heavy dose up, okay? The Texans wasn't ready. I told you that the defensive backfield of the Texans was going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. It was. And that, that was that was that was the determining factor, man. The offensive line and the offensive line for the Colts, and then the defensive backfield for the the, the text just it was just booty crap. They just played like shit the whole game. Yeah, Marlon Marlon Mack ran for one forty eight and got a touchdown. And I know I know you I know you had a proud O line hog molly moment. Uh, if you saw it, uh, uh, Quentin Nelson probably he may go down as the most underrated pick of this past draft. I saw this man pancake this shit out of Javian Clowney. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. they really controlled the line of scrimmage, which is what we talked about when we were making our picks um, before the game happened. So, and we were right. They controlled the line of scrimmage, and they got off to a hot start. So, there it is. Um, a game that we both got wrong, although I don't think there's too much regrets because, I mean, look, Cowboys won by two. Mm-hmm. All right, we both picked the Squawks to beat the Cowboys. Cowboys are having a run. You, can, you can't deny it. Zeke went from 137, got a touchdown. They got it going. Um, you know, what What did you – what What did the Cowboys do right? I mean, they're, they're doing something right. What did you say? They stuck to their guns, man. And, you know, we know the Cowboys did right. They were smart on third down. They didn't do anything dumb on third down. It was third and short, they ran the ball. It was third and, and long, manageable. They threw stop routes. They threw cross routes. They did things that were smart. They played old school football. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's be real. The Seahawks defensive backfield ain't just killing it. Um, Griffith, they picked on him a lot. He's a decent cornerback. Plays a run very well. Not bad in pass coverage, but they picked on him a lot. They just did everything smarter. And their defensive line... Hey, these these they they you know, everybody talks about uh, Arnold and 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 of course you know saying before the Texans got put out, they defensive line with Watt and Clowney and look let, let's be real, Cowboys D line is real. They they're young, they active, they disciplined. Shout out to the defensive coordinator, they are disciplined, and and they and they just they just they they bunch, like a bunch of wild pit bull dogs out there. So, and then of course the Seahawks offensively just really couldn't get anything going. And you can kind of go back to what I just said about the Cowboys D line. They just made it hard for them to run the ball. Number one rushing attack in the league, team wise, didn't do shit. So yeah, shout out to the Cowboys. They just did everything. I ain't gonna say right. They just did everything smarter than the Seahawks, which is why they ended up winning the game. Uh, they played basic backyard. Football, bottom line football, mm-hmm. and 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 they're that's how they're built, and they stuck to it. Again, just like the Colts, those are teams that they stick. They you know they stick to what they do. They do what they do well, and they stick to it. Bottom line. 
Yeah, and uh, and reviewers who've been listening to this podcast for quite some time know that we seldom use the words smart and cowboys together. Yeah, 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 it's like oxymoron. (laughs) So the fact they made it happen, hey, they're going in in the call scene today, and that's going to be interesting for the divisional Mm. round. All right, now, JB, this game, you you had some some choice words there on our IG story. Again, follow us at JB and Benny Blue. I'm proud of this pick. I got this right because it's kind of what I thought was going to happen, although they ended up the, – the Ravens made it interesting at the very end. Um, Chargers beat the Ravens on the road. Um, you know – a lot was said about a lot was said about Lamar. Obviously, those who know, you know, my my love for the Ville know that I've been following him for a while, so I, I know what he's capable of. But what it, what did you see from you know from the Ravens and how they were? Because I mean, think about it. Like for at halftime, the score is twelve nothing. It's right. not that unreachable. But right, right. What, what did you what did you see out of out of this game, particularly you know, with with the Ravens? You know, on the story uh, on the IG stories, I said that that they need to put black on the game. The reason why I said that is because it, it looked like game was too big for the month. But I'm taking that back right now. What it was, it seems like was the game was too big for the coordinator. Marty Morning. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like the game was a little too big for Marty. And if they would have just turned Lamar loose and let him do what he did, because I, I don't think they were doing a lot of things that, that they got them where they are. And of course, you know, the Chargers, they were keying in on certain things. But again, like we just spoke about with the Cowboys and, and the Colts, if you, this is what you do, stick to it. And then you make little bitty adjustments off of what you do. But I think that they didn't start doing what they do and what got them to where they are, what made them successful for the last, over the last eight-game stretch, is that they weren't doing what they do with Lamar. And it didn't, they didn't start doing it until it was too late. And the, at that time, the Chargers, they was rolling. They was clicking. They were doing what they do. Man, you know, taking little shots down the field here and there, running the ball. Uh, shit. Your boy Phillip, you know what I'm saying, got a first down with his feet. That shit looks The so, devil Phillip. That shit looks so old and decrepit, but hey, <laughs> he got it done. Shout out to him. But yeah, I, I just I just feel like that the Ravens just didn't, they didn't turn it on fast. They, they just weren't, you know, they, they, they were getting off the field too too much and it was made the defense be on the field too much. And, you know, the whole old adage, you know what I'm saying, you know, offense, things, defense, rest, they play better. Weren't sustaining. So defense on the field a lot. In the first half, especially, they weren't playing very well. They tried to get that spark. They tried to fight in the, the fourth quarter. Second half type build didn't work for them. Shout out to the Chargers, man. Uh, playing town, hard nosed football. Yeah. And then finally, the game that, uh, if you remember from last week reviewers, I predicted was going to end on some bullshit. Kind of did, but it ended up going the other way. JB got it right with his drafting team, the EAGLES Eagles, get it done. So. You know, when it comes down to the last play, Cody Parkey, it hits the upright, then it hits the crossbar. However, upon further review of the, the tape. The ball was blocked. Yep. It got a, 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 a D lineman got a mitt on it. Review it. Got a the paw ball on it. was blocked. He got three fingers on the ball, which, if you don't think that's going to deter which way the ball goes and in the direction of the ball, it's crazy. Um, but, shout out to Philly because they went in there and they just played hard nosed. Fuck you, football. Right? Just kind of what you expect from a Philadelphia team. <laughs> if you know anything about Philly, if you've ever been to Philadelphia, they just went in there and played hard-nosed fuck you football. Um, great job by Peters and Lane Johnson on the, the monster that is Khalil Mack because he did not get loose in this game, and there were a lot of one-on-one blocks on him. Let's, let's keep it all the way real. He wasn't just, just getting double-teamed and so on and so forth. That wasn't happening. There were a lot of one-on-one blocks. 
That's why they, I say they played fuck you football. They were like, it's us against you. We're not going to do nothing special because it's Khalil Mack. We don't give a damn. Hicks, they one-on-one him. You know, it's easier to double interior than it exterior. So, of course, he probably got double teamed a little bit. They made plays. They did their thing. But when it all boils down to it, Philly just literally played fuck you football. Like, we finna come in your, but when your back, I whoop your ass. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. Bam. So, there it is. That That's That, that is what happened. Right. That's what, uh. You know, there's something, there's something magical going. You, you never know, man. The playoffs, mm-hmm. stranger things have happened. Stranger but, things uh, happen. but we'll see what uh, we'll see what goes down there in the big gumbo bowl, baby. When we yeah. get down to that, because now Uh-oh. it is time for mm. 2018 NFL divisional round. Oh. Savage picks. Yeah. Cue the music. Mm. Let's go. Bizzle man, right off the bat, the first game that we're starting with here on Saturday. It is Chekhar's Colts at the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Now, before we dive just right into it, let's go over some of the factors. Number one, the Colts, fun fact, are 4-0 against the Chiefs in playoffs history. And lest we forget, I remember this vividly because I was at a meeting with Mr. Carr, a music meeting with a producer. It went really well. We were hyped. When we left... Uh, the Colts were getting their ass whooped. This was in the 2014 playoffs. Yeah. They ended up coming back from a 28-point deficit yeah. to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, 45 to 44. That game was fucking crazy as shit. Now we'll go over the factors. Look, it's snowing like a motherfucker in Arrowhead. That's gonna change some things with the game. Obviously, we know what Mahomes can do. Um, defense is gonna be the real question for Kansas City. They have not won a home playoff game. Since 1994, since Joe Montana's ass was there, and the Colts are playing very balanced ball. Um, so that's kind of what we're looking at. Any any other keys that you're looking at as far as that could factor into the into the result? Sammy Watkins is back. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with Sammy Watkins being back, of course. What that does is it takes two pair of eyes off of a little, little peace time, little three. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be a good um, Eric Berry is back. So you're talking about a man that can cover Ebron. I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to win this game, and it's not going to be a conventional Chief game that we've seen all year. They're, 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 I'm going to say the score is going to be fucking 24 to 17. Chiefs. And because of those factors, like I said, the fact that they have to take a pair of eyes off of Tariq Hill, because with if Sammy Watkins wouldn't be there, I would pick the Colts all day. And the fact that Sammy Watkins can take the top off the defense, like no other, he's still there. He's healthy. I don't, I don't. I don't think honestly and truly, I don't think he's been he's been unhealthy for the last few weeks. I think they just kind of killing with him, getting him back in shape for real, because they knew they'd be in this in this position. Defense wise, I think they'll make just enough plays. <laughs> just mm-hmm. enough plays to secure them this win and I do think that the weather and the fans come into play because their defense is going to feed off it um, my man uh, Houston and what's the other cat's name 55 Ford is that his name mm-hmm. yeah yep. they they, they going to eat Lux going to step up in that pocket and I think that, that Andy and them will put together, put together a good game plan whether the, whether the, the interior D linemen don't go past them but they just push the pocket to make him uncomfortable and let the outside guys do what they do. Uh, if they can keep luck from running and getting first down with his feet, the Chiefs are going to win this game. Mm-mm-mm. I got to tell you, I think of, of the four games this weekend, to me, this is the hardest game to pick. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I think there's going to be a certain energy there with Casey. They're, they're, they've been hearing it all week in terms of, and there, there is, there is that does play a factor when you hear all these things about, oh, y'all haven't won in the playoff game since '94, and remember when the Colts came all the way back on on your boys and, and all all this shit, right? Um, you know, Sam, I think Sammy Watkins could be a difference maker. Really, you mentioned it with Lamar. It's going to be very interesting to see how Mahomes, you know thrives in this environment because they're they're gonna go i mean they really are gonna go the way he goes right. you know if he, if he has a poor game it's gonna affect the rest of the team that's just kind of how they're built right now until they add some more pieces to the defense that's why the ravens were able to actually still somewhat stay in it because their defense was so stout and so much culture there they could they they've been there before they could keep them in it right. is it gonna happen in kansas city i don't know um boy i tell you you know, Marlon Mack to me is going to be a real key. Is, is he going to is he going to not only establish that through that that strong offensive line, but is he going, is he going to hold on to the ball in this weather? It's going to be cold as shit, thirty three degrees. You know, the snow they're 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 shoveling that shit as we speak. Mm-hmm. I am going to go with the Chiefs. I'm I'm very hesitant to say. Oh, I think it's going to be. It's no doubt. I really feel like this one could definitely bite us in the ass, especially with, you know, just some experience and just a better balance of ball by the Colts. I do think the Chiefs will squeak it out. I think there's just going to be just enough energy and just enough plays made. You know, it could very much be we score 20, they score 26, we score 28 sort of deal. You know, it's going to be, it's good. That's what's going to have to lean on high powered offense. I think to get it done and counting on some Colts mistakes, I would say that are weather based because you already know they're well coached, so that that's not that that equals out Frank Wright versus Andy Reid. Right. That's going to be a very interesting chess match. So I do think the Colts end up winning, or the Chiefs rather end up winning at home. They are seven one at home. It's a playoffs, but still, it's going to be a really good environment in favor of them. Colts are still technically an indoor team. I do think that's going to play a, a factor in as well. So we agree. We are both going to take take the Chiefs in a close one. And boy, is this shit going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's it for that game. Move right along. Oh boy, it's a. How about them cowgirls? I mean cowboys, and they got it done at home, and they are staying alive, and they are going here to face them L.A. Rams here at the wet and wild Coliseum. Rams are seven and one at home. The line is seven for the Rams. With the Rams at a bye week, um, they've been playing some real inconsistent football. Not really sure what they're going to get. The Cowboys are, are are better than a lot of what a lot of people expected. They're kind of shaky on the road, but again, it's going to be a playoff atmosphere. Going to be a lot of Cowboys fans there. It's probably going to be 50-50, if not 60-40 for the Cowboys. A lot of crowd fights going on there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's just kind of the basics of what's happening. But what are, what are some other things you, you're seeing coming into play as far as how it could affect the game? Well, as I talked about earlier, the Cowboys do line, huh? And, and and then the Rams subpar O line. Um, I'm going with the Cowboys this game. I honestly and truly believe I told you that if Philly beats Chicago, Philly was going to Super Bowl. So it's gonna be an NFC East division. It's gonna be an NFC East NFC championship. Alright. Cowboys are gonna beat the Rams. And here's why. The defensive line of the Cowboys is gonna whoop the defensive offensive line of the Rams. Gurley is not going to get loose like they think he is. The, the three-headed monster, which is the linebacker, which we have Vanderhorst, um, what's the kid's name, uh, the black kid? 
You got uh, uh, Lawrence, right? No, from Notre Dame, the linebacker, the kid that got hurt, his brothers. What's his last name? Smith? Okay. I don't even, I don't even know. Well, you know, his brother, I, I, think, I think it is Smith, you know what I'm saying? Because his brother plays running back for him. Uh, yep. So, yeah, so you got Vander Forrest, whatever his name is, Smith, and then you got Lee, and yep. linebacker. Between those three, and all of them can run, all of them are long, well, except Lee, Lee's kind of stubby, but between the two young bucks, they're both long and athletic, and they can run. Uh, so, Ty Gurley out of the backfield, not a factor anymore. Ty Gurley running down the field, not a factor anymore, because these guys can run stride to stride with him. Um... Jared Goff, and here's another reason. Dallas' defense is just that good. They're good. And they're strong in the defensive backfield. Not not the best in the NFL, but they have probably all together, like for four men, they probably have the most consistent defensive backfield in the NFL, which means you're not going to just dog them out the whole game. You know what I'm saying? They play well. They're just well. They probably have one of the best cover corners in, 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 in the NFL. I can't remember his name, but uh, this kid is, he's good, right? And I think, I think, I think quarterback play too. I think, I think Zeke is going to do as Zeke does. And I think Dak is going to make some plays with his feet. And he's going to keep drives going for him. Uh, when Aaron Donald gets that backfield, he's going to do it. I just feel like the Cowboys, again, I've been here before. All right, I've done this. It's the powerhouse in 13-3. I was 13-3 once in my career, too, in Carolina. All right? We had the number one rushing offense in the league. We had 2,000-yard backs in, in D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart. Um, we were a juggernaut. We were, we were fucking virtually unstoppable. And we had a strong defense. Right? Arizona ended up beating... Who did they beat? Once they beat New Orleans. Right? Who did they beat to come to, come to us? Um... Anyway, whoever they beat in the wild card, then they come to us. Big Bad Carolina, we sitting there off the box, fresh. We put in work now. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't think about Coach Fox in Carolina, we put in work. We beat the shit out of each other. All right? And we, we, we kept it football. All right? So, I just don't I don't think the Rams are veteran-led enough to beat this Cowboys. Time will tell, but I'm rolling with the Cowboys. Yeah, the, I mean, the interesting thing about this game is because it's so – you know, it's so interesting with the matchup between Gurley versus Zeke, but it's going to be, you know, wet wet and rainy conditions. Obviously, mm-hmm. typically folks think it doesn't rain in Southern California. To hell it doesn't. It's the uh, it's, it's the wet season right now. It's the, <laughs> California is two seasons, wet and dry. Right now it's the wet season. And, uh, you know, that that field, even if, even if it stops raining, that field is going to be soaked. Yeah, it's um, going to be so real that, nasty too. Like, if, if anybody yeah. knows about the Coliseum field, that bitch is horrible. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you watch OSC games and shit. Like, yeah, that motherfucker's yeah, bad. Yeah, it's old. That's just they're just they're basically just playing in a giant old college stadium. So that's that's what it is. Yeah, it's so, right, exactly. So, you know, that's going to neutralize the running game a little bit. So then that puts a lot more on the quarterback play. And I think that again, we've talked about this in past episodes. I think people are really discounting it. Um, I think if I think if the Rams had Cooper Cup for Goff. To get some passes, build, build some confidence, move, move some drives, that'd be different. You know, can he get the ball downfield to Woods, some of these other guys to make some plays? I don't know, especially in wet conditions. I don't know. And I mean, the, the one thing you can say about the Cowboys defense, what I like about them is they, they know how to, they know how to get to a tackle. Every time you see the Cowboys tackle, it is oh, yeah. four or five of them some oh, bitches. Yeah. 
making a play. Um, the Rams have a very good interior line, so I do think they're going to be able to contain um, Dak to a certain extent in terms of getting too loose on his feet. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this. I do think the Cowboys trip and fall. Given the conditions, I think the Cowboys trip and fall into a W. Here's another, do, thing, to, here's, here's another thing to consider, too. Cowboys like running Zeke on the outside a lot, and Rams don't hang very well. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I do, I do think I do think the Cowboys end up squeezing out of out of LA with the win and go to the fucking NFC Championship. Mm. Good God Almighty! All right. So we're both taking the. T- how about them Cowboys? Uh, all right. Now going to Sunday's games. It is the Chargers at the Pats, dude. <laughs> Pats are undefeated at home. They got the bye week. Um, everybody knows the Pats in the playoffs what they do um you know it's gonna be interesting to see what they're able to do with sony michelle brady's brady even though he's getting a step slower physically mentally he's gonna be there of course you know what they have it's gonna be interesting to see what they can do with their defense mm-hmm. however the chargers are a very, a very balanced team i like what they're doing personally um what are, what are some other things you're, you're taking a look at for this one uh, a super smart fellow rivers man this guy has seen everything you can throw at anybody as far as football goes. He's a super smart quarterback. Guts has an edge. Um, so when Patriots do blitz these linebackers, they have a very sophisticated blitz. Um, they're going to get home a little bit. Trust me when I say. It's going to boil down with the charges to the production of Melvin Gordon. If they can get him the ball 25 times, then they'll be successful because the Chargers defense is ramped up and amped up. Uh, I think that they're they're ready to get down with get down. Um, I I don't know for sure if uh, Mebane is going to play. And shout out to my brother Mebane. He lost his daughter complication. Not exactly sure how she passed away, but uh, shout out to Brandon Mebane. That's my brother. Played against the Columbia. That guy. See my brother, but he just went through something very traumatic. Nobody wants that ever in their life. Uh, I don't know if he's playing or not, but if he does play, I'd imagine he's gonna be playing very spirit football. Uh, like, that's just to say the least. Um, Chargers are strong in a lot of aspects. Uh, Patriots, Bill Belichick, there's not gonna be a more prepared football team in the playoffs. Okay. Tom Brady. Uh, with the weapons they do have, I can't go against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Just can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, they're at home. Uh, the weather conditions are going to be very playoff-ish. How the snow going to be dropping? You know what I'm saying I'm not sure if they're, I'm not sure going to be snowing tomorrow, but today definitely snowing. It's going to be a little chilly. Um, I just can't go against Tom Brady in the playoffs. It's a Patriots get. They might. They might lose next round. My losing in 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 in, in the AFC championship, but I just can't see him losing. All right, so you got the Pats, dude. Now for this one, there's a lot of history there, especially with Rivers and, and, and Brady, in terms sure. of you know the last time they've won, and you know the last time he's been to I think it was 07, the last time he's been to the AFC championship. Right. I got to tell you, man, I've been I've been very I've been very impressed with the Chargers in terms of their their balance and a lot of the decisions that they made, and I think you know. Philip Rivers is, is having the year. You know, Melvin Ingram is obviously playing very good. It's going to be interesting to see what he can do to frustrate Brady. Um, you know, obviously the weather is going to be a factor in that. But I mean, again, you know, the Chargers. You know, they're 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 the one thing I do like about the Chargers is that they 
they they're they're one team, especially with their new living situation down there at the goddamn soccer stadium, right. where they're used to not really having a, any sort of comfort in playing at home. You know, weather weather aside, I get that part. But again, they just played in in Baltimore, so it was definitely chilly to say the least. Obviously, New England, it, you know, it could definitely be a snowball. Here's the thing with the Patriots at this point, like you mentioned, preparation is going to be there. I think preparation is going to I think preparation is going to keep them in the game, and I think ultimately talent. Lack of talent will lose it for them. Um, I'm going to pick the Chargers to go go to the past dude, the big fucking shaving cream bowl, and win. Gronk is a non-factor. Um, you know, Brady is going to have to try to make some guys make some make some plays. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it, especially in inclement weather. I think the real key for them is how they can establish a run game to open up the playbook. Um, defensively, they're going to be stout. I think that they're underrated. I don't know that they have a ton of playmakers. Certainly not as much as the Chargers. <laughs> to me, I think this is, this is where you kind of see the. It's going to be it's going to be a hellified game to be sure. Yeah. But I think the Chargers end up kind of starting to close the casket on this whole Brady Belichick thing. I, I really think it, I don't like you said. I don't think preparation and game planning is going to be in question at all. I just think it, it, I think by at some point during the game. Whether it's sooner or later, I think toward the end, their lack of talent and their lack of investment in talent is going to get exposed. And I think the Chargers are going to go in there and, and, and steal one and, and get it done. So you're taking the pass, and I'm going to take the Chargers. All right. And finally wrapping up, it is your E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles, the magic team with old Nicky Foles going into the Bing Gumbo Bowl, baby. Mm-hmm. The Saints come marching in. They are off the bye week. Uh, they're giving them eight points at home. That's a little generous. They are. They do play well at home, though. Um, what are, what are, what are the factors? Major key alerts you're looking at for the Eagles at the Saints? Well, one thing I'm going to say is offensive line wise. Um, first of all, I'm going to go back to week six. Mm-hmm. Uh, really went out to the dome. Got the ass there, forty-eight like that. Um, Next thing I'm going to tell you, reviews, is that it's hard to be a football team fight. If it's very played in any time, of course, it's hard to be the team twice because they're going to have that, that have that added fuel to get at your ass. And it wasn't just a a victory down in New Orleans; it was demoralized because New Orleans is a cocky bunch, right? Starting with the head coach. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, Peyton's a cocky motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just in general, all these guys, cocky bastards, bro. I think that you're you're looking at a, a, a Eagles team that has that like last year has an underdog mentality, and they're coming to New Orleans to kick New Orleans ass. And I'm talking about same thing they did to Chicago. Fuck you, football. Like fuck you. Like for real. Fuck you. We don't. We don't. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be some altercations. Gonna be some bickering, some bitching. Gonna be scrapping in the stands on the field. It's gonna be a nasty ass fucked up atmosphere for football and the thing the main factor that's going to play into this is the defensive line of the Eagles Fletcher Cox uh, Bennett Long look if you can't block them guys one on one you're going to have a rough day and what they're going to do is is they're going to keep a linebacker active and it's just and they're going to push that pocket because Drew Brees don't really give a damn about flybys flybys mean that when a tackle has to block a guy and has to kind of run him by 
behind the quarterback. He don't care about those. He, still, he yeah. climbs in the pocket very well. Yeah. He don't like when shit's coming right in his face. He don't like pressure in his face. I mean, it's been evident. It's been showed. Every time he's had an issue this, this year, the teams have pressured him right in his face. And the Eagles are going to do just uh, The Eagles are athletic enough to run with the Saints receivers. Uh, the Saints really don't have a deep threat. And that's another thing that's going to hurt them. They really don't have a deep threat. So Philly, trying to nickel and down Philly now, that they they start feeling themselves a little bit, it's going to be hard for them to do. I think they get to Drew Brees. I think they get to him a lot. Uh, Kamara's going to do what Kamara do. And I think they shut down Ingram. And I think that's going to be a huge factor. So they're going to be trying to run Kamara a lot. And they're going to shut down Ingram because he's there. You know, he, they, we know that when he comes to the game, he's their quote-unquote power back, even they're like the same size. Uh, so, yeah, I told you last week, if Philly beats Chicago, they're going to the Super Bowl. So, Nicky Foles, baby. Nick Magic. St. Nick. This is what it is. Proven. These guys play harder. I, I'm sorry, Wentz. I hate to say it. These guys play harder when Nick Foles is in the game. <laughs> I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you again. Same thing I told you last week. What did I say? Alshon Jeffries, Aguilar, and Stellick. If you can give me a solution for those three, then I'll believe that the Saints can beat them. Philly. Damn. Picking them boys, them eagles. Well, you know, roles reversed. I think that if if the uh, if the eagles were hosting the Saints, I absolutely would pick the Eagles. Um, in this case, I'm not. I don't think that the the Eagles are going to get whooped. I think that they everything you're saying I think is going to come true in the first half, and then I think adjustments are going to allow the Saints to pull away. Too much balance, too much firepower. As as, as you know, as reviewers know, I did pick the Saints in our Savage preview of the season to go to not only go to the Super Bowl, but win the Super Bowl. And as as hot, quote-unquote, as magical, quote-unquote, as the Eagles are, they are defending champions. You know, they are one of those teams that's been there before, and they they, they know what to expect. I don't they're, I don't think they're going to be, like you said, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, I, ex- I definitely expect some extracurricular flags to come out, especially yeah. in the first half, 100%. So they're, they're going to be ready to play, and they're going to be fiery and, and ready to play. Um, but... You know, I don't. I don't know if they can if they can stay. You know, st- step for step with Michael Thomas, keep him. You know, it's it's. You know, I don't. I don't think the. Um, I certainly don't think the Saints are going to be are going to play call themselves out of the game. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, we're we're, we're talking about the the OG, the legend, the first ballot Hall of Famer, Mister Drew Brees, and I think he's going to be slinging that bitch all over the field. I do think what you're saying is going to come absolutely be fact for the first two possibly three but absolutely the first half where it's going to be they're probably going to go in the locker room ugly you know nine to three six to three some bullshit like that and when it gets you know to me i think that the saints will make the adjustments they'll have enough you know juice behind them with the home crowd playing indoors to neutralize it i think the eight the eight line by vegas is generous um but i do think the eagles will be better prepared but ultimately, they'll they'll lose just for just for a more just a more dynamic team, you know. It's, and it's it's the way of the world. It's, it's very hard to repeat in the NFL. It's, it's, it's you. When was, when was the last time a team uh, won back to back? When did that, when was the last time it happened? It's been a long time. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, if, if, if anybody's the Patriots have done it. I was gonna say I don't even know if they've done it back to back. I always know they, they always seem to win fucking every other year. So Lord, I want to say, say it was either the 49ers or the Cowboys. 
you're probably right. I think yeah. it was. It had to be either the 49ers or the Cowboys the last one to do it. It just really isn't done, even if they do win this game. But which I, I think they're not going to get beat down by by any stretch of the imagination. That that's not going to happen. Um, I think this, the Saints are going to be too much from going going down in the end. I mean, no no real major wrinkles in the story that you can think of. Weather's not going to be a factor. Really, nothing to write home about in terms of injuries. If anything, the Eagles are more healthy, which obviously they they weren't necessarily for a good amount of the season, but. I'm gonna pick the Saints at home, man. I do think they end up going to, you know, at least an NFC Championship, and then and then we'll we'll see from there. Um, one thing, all right. One thing, one thing I'm gonna say, Mister, and then again, you, you talk about firepower. Saints don't have a Saints don't have a huge tight end presence, and True. They, they don't have a downfield threat. Downfield threat. Michael Thomas is not a downfield threat. Uh, and that kid, I can't remember that kid's name for Philly right now. Light skinned kid. He is playing. Lights out football right now, so I'm just gonna give you one 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 determining factor. Again, and you said it right, ugly. Don't be ugly. When Michael Thomas doesn't play well, things don't win. All right, so they're gonna shut his ass down. And I'm telling you, it's gonna be stank, ugly, doo doo, shitty, nasty. Huh. It's gonna be the stankest game you ever seen. But that's mm-hmm. how the Eagles want it. That's yeah. How they want it? Yeah, damn right. You'll see. That's how they got it last week. That's how they won last week. So, yeah, man, we will see who's right, who's wrong, who's both right, who is both wrong. Uh, and that's it for Savage Picks. Bizzle, man, anything else before we get up on on here? Enjoy oh, some man. divisional fo- divisional round football weekend. Just enjoy the damn weekend, man. Uh, we love you guys. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that the love and support that we get. Uh, shout out to my guy, Ike and my man, Chico, for being on the rookie uh comes on NBC but uh, both of them have made appearances on the rookie that show they're both young inspiring black actors uh it's the, the greatest thing ever friends of the podcast mm-hmm. uh, you know you guys know Isaac Keys been on the podcast uh, correct shout out to everybody out there that's doing it you know what I'm saying LA out here in Phoenix you know what I'm saying I'm getting a little, a little more people out here mm-hmm. nothing, but, nothing but huge huge phenomenal things coming for JB and Benny Blue in the near future all I'm gonna say is stay tuned stay tuned stay tuned that's it. And we appreciate you staying tuned with us. Again, follow us at JB and Benny Blue, JB and Benny Blue Review.com. Make sure to subscribe and listen. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Tune, and Castbox, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Full episodes on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe there. Of course, hit us up for any questions, comments, titties, all that shit. Graphic designers, get at us for the new merch, JB and Benny Blue Review at gmail.com. And uh, that's it. Enjoy some division round football. You know, damn sure we will. Um, and until next time, this is the JB and Benny Blue Review podcast. And we out, baby. Holla. Peace. Hi, I'm Liz Munoz, CEO of Torrid. And at Torrid, we know how hard it is to find clothes that fit great and feel super comfortable, especially if you're a bigger or curvy girl. So when we couldn't find the perfect jean, we built the perfect jean. We call it the bombshell, and it truly does it all. It lifts, it shapes, it smooths. But the first thing you'll notice when you put them on, most comfortable jeans ever. Honestly, they're magic. So come to Torrid.com and try your first pair of bombshell jeans today. <sighs> Mondays. Just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.